Good morning, Zion Baptist Church. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's truly a blessing one more time for us to join together and to worship and honor our God in this moment of time of preaching and teaching of his word. Please continue to stay connected through Zion, through our website, www.zionbcpoia.com. Also, you can download the app and be able to give online through there. As well, you can join our Facebook page and like our page, our group, and also able to visit and see our sermons live on YouTube as well. Uh, please continue to stay connected. Um, as we prayerfully trying to move closer to the time we'll be able to come back together um, in person uh, to worship together uh, as saints in the body of Christ collectively. Uh, but where you are in remote, as we prepare to worship our God, uh, you can open up your Bible with us and be in the New Testament again, walking through Emmaus Road, walking with Jesus this year for 2021. Luke 24, chapter verses 32 the 37th where we'll be uh, as we prepare uh, our hearts and our minds to receive his word. Let us come with a heart of prayer and submission uh, to his will as we pray definitely for enlightenment in God's word. We continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, our community, our nation and our world. Uh, definitely for those recovering, those who suffering tragic loss from the winter storms and he just was desperate to see God's presence and his grace and mercy move in our in our lives. So let us join uh, right now together in prayer. Uh, gracious Father, Lord, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love towards us. We thank you uh, that you are the everlasting father. You are God alone. Father, we ask you to comfort those families and loved ones and friends we may know and some we don't know, God, who are suffering and recovering from this great winter storm. Uh, we pray for those who are suffering loss and bereavement and grief. And, Father, we ask you of, of comfort and peace to comfort them and be with them. Uh, we ask you to continue to uh, bless us, Lord, that we draw closer to you in your presence, that we walk with you, we talk with you, we commune with you, and that we know of your grace, your mercy, and your love in our lives. Bless us, Lord, where we are to be the women and men of God you called us to be, that we be the Husbands, the wives, the fathers, Lord, the mothers, Lord, the brothers, the sisters, the co-workers, the neighbors. May we honor you and reflect your life in us for how we treat and love one another. Uh, God, bless us as we prepare to hear a word from you. May we be open to your truth, be open to your peace, your power, your movement. And, Father, we desire for your word to be hidden within our hearts that we might not sin against you. Father, Lord, we ask you this and so much more. Have your way that we might see Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. Good morning again. Thank you so much for joining Zion this morning. I'd rather be on Facebook or YouTube or our website, www.zionbcpeoria.com. As we continue on walking with Jesus and looking at our text to study, walking on the Emmaus Road, may we look and see how we want to continue to walk with Jesus and deal, if you will, about ha uh, burning within us, having our hearts burn within us because of the fellowship and the rich relationship uh, we have with Christ. And so, my beloved, open up your text to Luke 24, verses 32 to 37. As we get into this text, 
I'm going to read this text again in our hearing and drive into our study for today. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. We're going to stop right there. And so I want to highlight here, dealing with this thing, burning within us, worshiping Jesus and sharing this gospel message is an opportunity that changes us and give us this kind of feeling, this ignition of, of, of a, a flame, of burning, of warmth, of energy, synergy, and a peace and a comfort uh, that comes just in the presence of Christ and his glory. Notice this text tells us uh, that their eyes were opened up when they broke bread. Uh, they are reflecting now that didn't our hearts burn Within us, Uh, they said to one another, verse 32, were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? The presence of Jesus warms their hearts as it warms our hearts. Didn't our hearts burn is what they said. Uh, This metaphor here, didn't our hearts burn, is to point out how an emotion uh, within them was kindled, aroused or ignited. It it incited something in them, how special it is uh, for them to have this relationship and this fellowship that the stranger now becomes a friend with them, walking on this road, rightly dividing the word of truth, pointing to them how the scriptures and from starting from Moses to the prophets points to the suffering of Jesus before he enters his glory. And this God is a beautiful light, a consuming fire, and yet he ignites them so that they might come to feel this same passion and this kinship and this connection that comes. Uh, There's a blessing here about this ignition here, sort of like a spark plug. Uh, A spark plug or a small but powerful. Uh, the spark plug creates a spark that is sufficient enough to cause a combustion in a combustion chamber and to fuel the engine. But yet the spark plug does not work by itself. Uh, the ignition happens because of the mixture of fuel and air within the chamber that that spark, that electric current from the spark plug causes an explosion and then they have power and energy. What I want to highlight here that by themselves, the two walking, they were without power. They were without energy. They were walking with doubt. They were walking with loss. They were walking with grief. They were kind of even having a direction, but really were aimless in their direction. But when the stranger comes by and asks them what things, things start to change as they start talking to somebody else about what they're going through, what they're dealing with, the hardships and the pains and the troubles of believing what has just transpired. 
Then the friend awakens them, the stranger awakens them to say, how come you did not believe what the scripture says about what must happen to the Messiah before he enters glory? Jesus ignites them and warms them up, but yet at the moment, at that time, it's, it's too close for them to see what's happening there, that they really wouldn't grasp, but yet we know something special had happened because they begged him, they plead him to stay with him. And so now the stranger has become a friend. They want to extend the friendship by welcoming him into their house, that now he no longer becomes a Stranger becomes a friend, but also he becomes the host, for he was the one that took of the bread, blessed the bread, broke the bread, gave them the bread. Well, we find out that when they ate of the bread, their eyes opened up and Jesus then left them. But yet the blessing is that he physically left them, but he was still present there with them. Oh, glory be to God. That we can see that when we are in relationship with God, there's times that we have illumination, the times that our eyes are opened up, that we are ignited and we are burning and we start realizing that didn't our hearts burn? Our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12, 29 says, For our God is a devouring fire, or all-consuming of fire, that he desires for us to burn for him and be designed for him, but as he burns for us with burning hearts. So take time to reflect on the emotional experiences you had encountered with Jesus how maybe you might have been reading of the scripture or communing with someone else and came to understand him. Their eyes now confirm what they heard, having the knowledge of the resurrection, Jesus present before them. Yet they're still processing this amazing moment, but yet they can reflect back and realize while we were walking on this road, something was different. Uh, something has changed. Think about your encounter with Jesus and how something changed. Something is different, but then also how it is multiplied when it's shared with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. When the saints come together, you can commune and talk to one another and the presence of Jesus changes the circumstances. We need to have this experience of burning hearts. The text demonstrates to have this experience for us. First, proper understanding of scripture is needed. Previously, he had expressed to them what thus saith the Lord. When we understand the word of God and we properly apply it, that means walk it out to live it. Right. Not say I love my neighbor, but curse my neighbor behind my back. But I pray for my neighbor. I love my neighbor means I will help them out in times of need, even if they don't say hi to me, even if they don't wave at me when I drive by. But yet if I see they are in need, I, I will help them out because I understand the Bible says love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so if I know if I was in trouble, I would be grateful for someone to help me out how we need to return this same kind of love and compassion. And care. And so when we walk out this word, we understand this word, we eat this word, we ingest this word, this word gets into our body and then we have to walk it out. Second, we saw out there's a fellowship of the believers in confessing who Jesus is. There was an agreement 
of who they believe that Jesus is, that he was a prophet. He was a he was a teacher. They believed him to be the Messiah. But yet they didn't fully understand. So, again, once I fully understand the word of God with my fellow saints, we can come together and rightly divide the word of truth and have it hidden in our heart that we might not sin against him so that we can go out and teach and lead and live out this truth for others to see it. So they will see what a family that serves God looks like. They will see what a faithful worker that comes to their job every day with with ethics and integrity looks like. Because when we can encourage one another, we can help each other to rise above the status of this world and set a new a new standard of walking in the kingdom of God. Because though we are not there, but we are there waiting for the new kingdom to come. But yet, since we got a piece, a taste of the kingdom, Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, living in our hearts, we all walk around like we are royalty and encourage one another to keep our heads up in the midst of diverse trials and tribulations and adversities that we are facing to understand that we have a God that is more, that has given us power, that we are more than a conqueror. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened. For man is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And so when I understand this fellowship of coming together and believing in Christ, so again, to get this combustion, to get this ignition, to get with burning hearts, I need to understand the the word of God. So I must study. So myself approved. I must not forsake the assembling together. And so therefore I must work with my brothers and sisters of Christ. Open the word together with them. And then the last standpoint, the kind of is always the central point, is this make sure Jesus is the center of the fellowship. Notice Jesus is guiding the conversation. Jesus is leading in the fellowship. Let us not forget that we gather together for Jesus. We come here because he is king of kings, Lord of lords. May we honor our God and worship him when we fellowship together. And then we will have burning hearts. I can have burning hearts without Jesus, for he is the source of my strength and my power. So when we understand this, then we can share this same kind of power and ignition and fire and burning desire with our fellow saints and that we will come together as a beloved community. And this community can therefore transform those around because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. And so when we reflect on God moving in our lives and the burning desire he gives us. It awakens us. It opens our eyes to see truth where it needs to be. Christ changes the atmosphere. Just like the spark only ignites what is there, the mixture of fuel and air. We need to have God's word and understanding and the fellowship of the saints to ignite that same kind of presence. Imagine how your house atmosphere will change by opening up the word, studying the word together, Praying together, speaking love, speaking peace, patience, kindness, and gentleness, long-suffering, the fruit of the Spirit being demonstrated within your household. How when people will walk in that room, walk into that space, that they will feel a difference because of the presence of God being there. That's that all-consuming fire. One it burn within us, how people just will feel better. 
because you have the key central aspect that Christ is the center of this place. We need his word hidden in our hearts. We need to meditate on his word, seeking understanding. And we need to be open to grow in the word of God and always seek after him. And when we are setting up that atmosphere of seeking after him, our God, hallelujah, is able to be found. Jesus will ignite us. Jesus' power is so awesome that we just need a, a, a glimpse of it, a taste of it, and it changes us. Think about this. The presence of the Son makes a difference in their relationship. The presence of the Son sitting at the table after he took of the bread, blessed the bread, broke the bread and gave it to them. Their eyes opened up. The presence of the sun turned their sadness into gladness, their mourning into dancing. The presence of the sun gave them joy when they were met with doubt and despair. It's amazing just the presence of the sun. And can I equate this to how we feel better on a sunny day? Just the presence of the sun in the sky opens up, makes you feel better, the, enlightens you and puts a smile on your face to see the sun coming through your windows compared to an overcast day that you wake up early in the morning and it's still dark. And in the afternoon, it's still gray and dark. And then it comes sundown and you never saw the sun and it's darker. Those days seem long. They seem tiresome. They seem wearisome. They seem like days that you wish would just go away. But those sunny days, you remember those days. You remember the time out in the sun. You go out more outside in the times of the sun. You want to do more things because of the sun. You can't wait for the days to be longer and daylight savings times, right? When you have longer days to spend in the sun. Well, that's the same thing about the S-O-N, the son of God. We feel better. We feel brighter. We feel stronger. We feel greater. We want to do more things in the presence of the sun. And just like the S-U-N can give energy, that's solar power. We get power from God through the Holy Spirit because of the son of God. So his presence. How do I get in his presence? How do I Spend quality time in his presence, enjoying his presence. Well, open up your word. Spend time in his word. Spend time maybe in a devotional and reading of that scripture. Meditate on the scripture. Set a time to read the word of God. You set times for everything else. Set a time to read the word of God. What text or verse do you have memorized? The more you read, the more things will stick into your heart. So think about what text do you have memorized? What verse do you have Memorize. And then if you have one memorized, recite it daily. Now, some of you might be feeling upset. I don't have any verse memorized, but maybe you do have a verse memorized. You just didn't know it that you had to memorize. Uh, you know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes, that is a Bible verse. You can recite that daily. Wait a minute. Oh, that would be a prayer. Oh, watch out. Now, not only reciting a verse daily, you're praying daily. See, when we have God's word in our heart, it's able to come out of us. And next thing you know, you might be adding on more Bible verses in it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You will know the 23rd number of Psalm, not only to how to recite it, but what it means to you, how it will comfort you, how it will encourage you throughout the day. Learn the text. 
recited them. Encourage yourself. Just as in the Lord's Prayer, can I give you an example how it can encourage you on a daily aspect using this word. First, the phrase is our father. You can stop there for a moment and just say, God, I thank you for being my father. The relationship that I have with you because you love me unconditionally. Thank you, Father, for being a father when times I feel like I had no earthly father, but I'm glad I have a heavenly father. You have always been there. You've been a present help in the time of trouble. There's been times I've been in despair. God, I call on your name and you were there. I'll stop right there, but I could go on about just getting excited about saying our Father, the, our Father, who are in heaven. Oh, you are in heaven. That's where I want to be. Heaven is my home. Heaven is in my view. Thank you for sending your son that I might have a way and access uh, to get in to heaven. Uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Lord, I'm desperate for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done in my life. You see there, what I did with just this prayer of meditating on those phrases and those words and then and personalizing and making it personal to me. You can do that with any verse and in any text and just start thinking about God. What does this mean to me? How does it apply to my life? And what does it reveal to me about you and your promise of eternity that you have for me? You'll find that Jesus is our strength and our source. When we call on this name of Jesus, we find out there's power in the name of Jesus. Acts 4 and 12 tells us there's, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. No other name but the name of Jesus to meditate on him and who he is. How it should impact you, enlighten you, encourage you, and definitely it should ignite inside you a fire and a desire to worship him. So meditate on scripture. This will help you to ignite that fire to set the atmosphere for the movement of God in your life. As you know, you can't start a fire if you don't have any wood. You can't ignite if you don't have any gas. So we need to make sure we set the atmosphere and knowing that our God is going to do his part. But we will be open and available to receive what he has for us. Seek him to change us, to transform us, and to renew us. Look what happens as they've been ignited and their eyes are opened up and they reflect about how didn't our hearts burn within us. It says that within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them who said the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. The joy of them being filled up and fueled up and ignited with passion and joy, exuberant that they saw Jesus, who they thought was lost, who they thought has been defeated. They see him now in victory and glorious formation. They thought it was all over, but yet they had communion with him and sat with him and broke bread with him. Sort of how when we can come in times of pain, in times of sorrow to worship, and we're able to sit around the table and break bread. And just the presence of Jesus can comfort us.
and encourage us and strengthen us so that we might be able to go just a little bit longer because he is our source. He is our strength. And so this fuels them. Notice that it says they <laughs> were moved to go back. It seemed like the walk was long, but within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. Something shifted, something changed. Uh, when they left, they were leaving kind of aimlessly without no aim. But now they realize that this was just a pit stop. We got to go back and tell others what we have seen, what we have experienced and what we know to be true. The 11, they are there. Specify how the apostle who Christ has shown minus Judas, the one who betrayed him. That the 11 are gathered, discussing to what has happened on this third day. Again, again, remember, this is the third day. Jesus has defeated death and rose from the grave, but yet they're still grasping and wrestling with what has happened. They didn't believe the first report. Here, Cleopas and her friend, disciple, see Jesus now, and they go and tell what they have seen. They're excited to share what they both have come to understand about the resurrection of Christ. But notice that when they get there, it says that they found the 11 disciples there and the others who had gathered with them. And then they tell them, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Here we see that they're all grasping and, and excited about what has happened. I want to encourage you that if Jesus has impacted your life and your family's life, your friend's life, how you should be excited to get together with the brothers and sisters of Christ and tell of his goodness, tell of his victory, tell of his power, and worship him and adore him and bless his holy name. We ought to bless him because he is good. We ought to bless him because he is God. We ought to bless him because he is our God and he is good forever. And ever. There's no gathering like the gathering of saints to come to celebrate what Christ has done. I, I understand that I've been to other groups and maybe you can testify to the same thing that you've been to some graduations and the buzz and the energy is, is great and exciting as we're celebrating achievement of your children, of your relative, of a family member walking across that stage and, and receiving a promotion, a, a diploma, a certificate, whatever it may be, they may have graduated. It's a special energy, but soon that fades away. You might have been to a birthday party, an anniversary, or a celebration. The people come, they smile, they laugh, they have good time, they're dancing, enjoying each other's company and fellowship, but soon that fades away. But yet when we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, and Christ is the host, he is the center. The word is being expressed and being encouraged and being lived out. There's a sense of things that change that's different than all those other parties, those other gatherings that come together. You get the presence of glory, and, and in the presence of glory, there's healings, there's transformations, there's lives being changed. I, I have not been to a graduation and see somebody say, because 
because of the graduation experience, I've given my life to Christ. But I've seen when people come together in a bedroom, in a hotel room, in an apartment, on a street corner, and brothers and sisters of Christ coming together, talking of what Jesus has done. I've seen them say, I've given my life over to Jesus. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to turn away from this. I'm going to go back home and be a husband to my wife. I've seen lives change because of the power of Jesus. So walk with him. Desire for your heart to burn with him. Be desperate for his presence. And remember how you want to set this atmosphere. You want to have understanding of his word. You want to understand his word and see how Christ is living out this word. You want to fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ that confess and believe as you that Jesus Christ is the son of God who died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the grave on the third day and is seated at the right hand of the father. And we believe in God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. And we believe he's coming back again to call us over to be with him forever and ever. Amen. And most importantly, Christ is always the center. Set the atmosphere. Seek to be with him. Seek to be in his presence. And may we also be able to say, didn't our hearts burn? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the joy of seeking you. The joy of knowing you. The joy of you are always found. Thank you, God, that you are always near. And Father, Lord, may we invite you in and welcome you in and you be our host. And may we enjoy our worship, our fellowship, and may our hearts burn within us. And Father, I ask that if there might be someone listening and watching today at this moment, and they're desperate to have that ignition, that burning, we thank you, Lord, that all who call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. So, Father, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins and defeated death by rising from the grave on the third day and is now exalted, seated at the right hand of the Father as we speak. That, Father, they will confess you to be their Lord and for them to be your servant. And, Lord, I pray that you will guide them, direct them, that they will be in fellowship with brothers, sisters in Christ to continue to help them grow and mature to be the mighty children of God you've called them to be. Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy. We love you. We thank you. Amen. My beloved, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Again, continue to uh, subscribe on our Facebook page, YouTube page, or and stay connected on our website and or through our app. And if you like this information, please share this, like it, and comment, and we'll be connected again. So remember, Jesus loves you and so do I. Until we meet again, God bless you.